0: This is Ezra Podcast. And we're going to be talking about UFC 277. Amanda Nunez versus Julian Pena. Well, really, it's Julian Pena versus Amanda Nunez, number two. And it was the defense of the massive upset that Pena pulled off against Amanda Nunez. And the fight played out early on exactly how I thought it played out. I knew that. Kenya would need Nunez to give her some stuff for her to have success. That she couldn't just take it. That she wasn't skilled enough to make the things happen for herself. She needed Nunez to play along. And I knew that Nunez could make adjustments in the fight. That would make it a lot easier for her. To make her a lot more effective. And it was a lot of times with just choosing your spots. Being more patient. Not being arrogant with what you're doing. And I really feel like that's what Pe- uh, uh, Manda Nunez did in this fight. Now, it doesn't mean it wasn't a competitive fight because it was a competitive fight. And the one thing that I was kind of surprised is still Amanda Nunez did not attack her front leg. She did early and then went away from it. Didn't consistently do it. I thought that, that was there the whole time. I thought it really would have eliminated what uh, Pena could have done because she needed her front leg so much to move in and out. She was putting a lot of weight on it. She was making it very obvious where her offense is coming from and still had some success with her offense. She just never uh, was able to make the adjustments that were needed for the way Nunez was fighting. I and mean, for the way, uh, yeah, Nunez, Amanda Nunez was fighting. Now Nunez came in, she switched Southpaw. The really effective shot was the, um, she had like a overhand counter hook jab uh, sort of shot that went over Pena's straight shots. Cause all Pena had was her two straight shots. She was just one-two, 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 one-two. That's all she had. And when Nunez started going over her, because she knew that she was gonna come straight in, she would just go over her punch like that. She would just she knew that uh Peña would just walk into it. And what Pena needed to do, and the the trainer touches on her one point in the after the end of the first round, but never kind of goes back to her, never emphasizes the the key part of it. hey, she's sitting on your left hand. She's sitting on it. And she's planting when she do it. Don't use the jab. Come in with a straight right. Because when you come in with a straight right, she's sitting on your left hand. She's going to throw it no matter what. She's throwing it off your movement, not even off the punch. She's throwing it off when you come forward because she's just expecting you to start with your left hand. So if you come in your straight right, she's going to be wide open for it. And she's sitting on it. She's going to take the brunt of it. She does it a few times you'll see. And it's a lot of success when she does it. And one time she even throws a straight right and then comes out with the jab behind it, but it's never consistent with it. The corner never tells her to stay consistent with it. What they're more, what they want more, is her to grapple when she goes southpaw. Now, not saying that that was was a bad idea, but it just was. Yes, that's one thing, but why not have success at both things, right? Why not? Yes, have the grapple, but also you can land a big shot and then get into the grappling, right? So she never adjusts that. And she's just getting rocked over and over again. And really what it was a testament to, a lot of fighters say, I'll die in there. A lot of fighters say, I ain't never going to take a back step. I ain't never going to quit. They're going to have to take me out of there. Pena means it. She proved that. She don't have to say it. She means it. We've seen it. She means that 100%. You, she has no quit in her. She has no back down in her. She is going to come forward the whole time. She proved that there. I don't need... I can't, I've heard many people say that they'll die in the ring or die in the cage. I will never have to question Pena whether she says that or not. Pena was rocked several times. I mean, dropped viciously. Got up and was still trying to apply the same offense again. Even though she knew that that was going to happen over and over again. It was brutal the shot she was taking and she was still coming forward. Now, when it got to the ground and I... I pointed out that in the first fight, if you look at the first round, Mena Nunes really kind of dominates the ground, even the grappling. She really does. She gets on top, and she's kind of throwing uh, Pena where she wants her. Now, in this fight, it was a lot, I think it was a little more competitive on top. I still think the Mena Nunes felt comfortable on top. I also felt like she was a little bit tired and needed. She said, like, I, I think that this is a little maybe more risky, but I still feel safe doing it. So she would take her down and control on top and fight off the armbar, triangle, and plata attempts. And maybe the the tip was never really there. But the reason why Pena was going for uh, the that was to get herself. It was more of a defensive tactic to get herself in a better position. And she kept going for the same thing over and over again. And she got close. She got damn close a few times. But Nunez was too tired to really just say, like, I will keep it standing. She really wanted to go to the ground because of exhaustion. Why would she have to the, the, take the, take those chances? And Pena, like I said, it was tough the whole the whole day, but it was a, it was a five zero fight, but a very competitive fight. And that that's very possible. I don't. A lot of times we don't think that's possible. We think like, oh, it's a closer fight than you know. With a just no, no, no. This was one sided as far as scorecards, but it was competitive. I think Nunez. Like I said, she, she would win this fight. She was very capable of winning this fight. I, I saw all the things that she, the mistakes she had made in the first one, and the changes she could have made in this one. I still think that she's slowing down quite a bit. She's not at her peak form anymore, and I think that honestly her days are numbered as like champ. And as when she loses me the next time, she may not, she's not gonna be able to get it back. And the stuff that the Pena was able to land on Nunez. I don't think those things would have been landed before. I think that this is uh, a decay in skill and ability. That's really what we're seeing here. It was a very... um, It was a good comeback, though, win and adjustment for Amanda Nunez. Like I said, consistently, can she fight at top level? I don't think so, no. I don't think so going forward. I think that... I think, like, her next matchup is going to be very interesting on who she gets. If it's even Valentina, like, she might be in a world of trouble in that fight. And as far as uh, Pena, you know she's always gonna be limited. I, I I don't I don't see her consistently being a top level fighter. I, I just don't see that in her. I don't see her have that have that kind of ability. Now she has a lot of heart, she has a lot of willpower. she has a lot of she doesn't have any quit in her at all. so she, that's how she got to this position. But skill level, I just there wasn't even from with the last performance there wasn't even really any gain to this performance. It was the same exact. I I don't see her competing at the top of anything. I, it was a it was a great win that she got. I don't expect her to stay at the top level going forward. I'm curious how they match up Nunez. I tell you, Veltina would, it would be a lot of trouble for her. But there's some other girls at um her weight class that could possibly be trouble because the skill gap has, has diminished a lot. And in the striking, like the most important, her important part of her game, she could be hit and she could be beat to the punch. And she's not reacting um, as well to the shots, but she's not even reacting to like move from the shots right now. So we got to see going forward, but I, I don't expect uh, Nunia's reign to be long this time around if she continues to fight. Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't pull up the Nunez picture. That's that's disrespectful. In the co event, we have uh, Kai Carr France versus Ben Moreno for the interim title. And how I describe the first fight is kind of like what would happen in this fight is that Kai guy called France is very skilled he is very skilled, and when he could pick his spots and when you allow him to get comfortable in there he could do some good things he could look a lot more skilled than his opponent, but there are things and there's gears and there's a, the thing is why you can't watch a fight on tape and pick a winner right and the reason why we have the we and they actually go in there and fight and the reason why I don't like the pound for pound list where it's not based off resumes, it's based off what you, who you think is the best fighter who would win these mythical mythical match, matchups and mythical matchups don't work because of stuff like this is because Kaikawa France is technically better than Brandon Moreno yes he he's technically better than him everything he does is probably a better form uh makes more sense it's the way you would teach it right it's all those things but Reno has gears to his game. He has a competitiveness to his game. He will f- force himself to be in a fight. He has the heart. He will run through shots. He, he's durable. All those things, those are hard to measure. And there's things why guys are effective that maybe you won't, can't understand or explain technique-wise, right? But what happened in the first fight was Kyko France was looking good tactically. But when Moreno took it to the next gear, Kaikawa France couldn't keep up with it. He could not keep up with the gear. And Moreno forced a fight on him that he could not keep the pace of. It was too much for him. In this fight, Moreno starts out very good. Like I said, Moreno had proof from the first fight. So did Kaikawa France, but Moreno had to as well. So I knew that this fight would have more skill to it. And it did. And Kaikawa France looked good. Moreno looked very good early. And then there was a point in the round where... Caio France takes control of the fight, and he's doing whatever he wants. And it looks like, oh well, Moreno's Moreno's out of this one. He's he's not going to be able to compete with him. And it looks like there's a a, a huge gap in the skill. And he, and Moreno takes some big shots while he's on the ground. He's getting countered. He's getting eaten up, and he's still trying to push forward. Even at point uh, DC and Drogon. so that's the fight in him. That's a pride in him that he does. He wants to get it back. And they were kind of saying it like in a negative way, like, you know, he's kind of getting wild or like that. But that's the way he meets when someone is doing better than him. He meets it with energy. He meets it with cranking it up. And that's what he did. And when he did that, it forced Kaikawa France to get uncomfortable and to make a mistake and move straight back. And he moves straight back in the same line and gets caught right at the end of the body shot. So, say, if he moved an angle, that body shot wouldn't be able to land as cleanly as it did. But when he moved straight back, he was in the same spot. And as he's moving back, he's moving moving in to the perfect range for Moreno's kick. And the body kick lands, and it digs in deep, and it shuts his body off. Because that's what a perfectly placed body shot will do. And shuts his body off. And once again, Moreno, maybe out-skilled, maybe out-ability, isn't maybe as tactically as good as kai Car France, but has some things that you can't really measure. And it's hard to see on tape and you kind of have to figure out once you're in there and that's durability. It's um, his motor. It's his, the it's all those kind of expressions where you're like, you know, what does that really mean? That's what it really means. You know, when the guy says, I'm giving 110%, that's what the hell that means. There are guys that can just crank it up to another level. And if you can't meet him there, or your skills are good at a certain speed, but when that next speed comes up, you diminish, this guy will figure it out. That's what Moreno did. I thought he had an excellent pulse fight thing where they won face-to-face, and you rarely do you see that play out that well as it did with him and Figueredo. But that was excellent. And the, everything he said was, i you know, I wanted to say some crazy stuff and all this, but no, because this is my chance to be a perfect example. And let me say something, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan all complaints, everything like that, he handles that situation perfectly. That was a beautiful moment, that end of that fight. And though A Figueredo you know, accepted that and they they were respectful, but it got you it still got you pumped for their fight. I thought that was excellent. I would a, a beautiful performance by Moreno. This is a guy that has handled himself with such class, has been himself an original person and and has been dedicated to his game, his game of what he does. Now what he should be doing Or not what You know Trying to mold himself To someone else No, no Emphasizing his exact game Fighting to his body style That's This guy's a perfect example Of that The fight before that You have Derek Lewis Versus Pavlovich And Exactly what I said I mean exa- Go back to look to the podcast That I break down This UFC card and look what I said about this fight. And look what I said about um, Derek Lewis. And how he will now have quit in him. Before Derek Lewis takes all these shots and nothing. And lands his big shot in between him, Now when he gets hit, and you might say, well, he's getting hit big p- shots. Of course, he's going to get hurt. It's a give. It's, it's, a, it's so mental. It's such a mental thing. But he has a give in him now when those shots land, they aren't bouncing off like they were before. It's a complete give of what he has. And he gave in this fight. As soon as the shots started landing, as soon as it became difficult, he is now accepting of the situation. And he fell face forward. And I don't know what the ref's supposed to do in that situation. He lands face forward and the guy lands shots right on the top of your head. The ref, he put himself to get stopped like that. There was, you know, oh, I got back up. That's fine. You at that instance, I didn't know that was gonna play out that you were gonna get up like that. But that instance of you falling face forward like that and putting yourself out like that and putting yourself in that position, I had to stop it. I had to protect you. It was a good stoppage. It was a great stoppage. And it was exactly one hundred percent how I called this fight. He had given him. I, I I nailed this card. I mean, we gotta be honest. I, I completely nailed this card. He had to give him, and then he exposed it. And Pavlovich exposed it. I'm interested in seeing Pavlovich. This guy can hit. He's got a good distance on his punches. He seems um he doesn't seem to panic, and he it, it doesn't take long to get started. He, he seems like he's ready to go from the opening battle. Sometimes it takes guys to warm up. He doesn't have that, and that's a huge advantage. The if you have that kind of power, that kind of distance, and you can get started right away, you could get guys out cold. And that leads me to the next fight, because that's exactly what happens. Pantoja versus Perez in a fight that, you know, I don't, they're definitely not fighting for the title next, but definitely put themselves in a good position to fight uh, the winner, Figueredo, Moreno. And what Pantoja does is um, a lot of times, like you think strategy and you think, uh, you know, I'm going to hit him. uh, I'm going to block on this side. I'm going to move to this side. I'm going to set him up for this shot. And there's other things a little more basic, I guess, is, also like the speed or pace of the fight, right? And what Panchoja decided to do was, I'm going to go out there and try to catch him cold. And he does. He catches him cold. What do you What do you think I mean when I say he's going to catch him cold? Because a lot of times it takes time for a fighter to warm up. Exactly what I was saying about the fight before. It takes time for a fighter to warm up, to get him in the motions, and to get comfortable with the shots landing, comfortable with the speed. And when somebody catches a guy cold, he hit him right away, he can get hurt right away. Because he's not in the fight yet. He's not in, accustomed to the speed yet. And it Sometimes you could also burn a guy's energy like that because you get out of there and he, it starts off neg- negatively for him. And suddenly his mind's telling him like, oh, this is not the way we imagined him. And now he's got to dig himself out of a mental hole to get back into the fight. This happened to Perez all very quickly. He get Pantoja runs in on him and Perez doesn't have no idea what to do. His form gets, he loses his form with his punches. Like if you look, go look at his punches. Go look at his punches when Patozo rushes him. I mean, it's amateur of all amateur, and I'm that's not Perez as a fighter. I'm not, that's not anything about Perez. It was the the speed of which Pantoja came in. He caught him cold, didn't allow him to adjust, didn't allow him to get comfortable in there. And when things started going south, and it was not the fight he wanted mentally, it played a big trick on him and put him in a hole. And when as soon as he got to his back, it was over it was all the things that he had imagined going into this fight and how he played out in his head, he had never imagined it playing out like this. And when it was something that he hadn't imagined, something he hadn't thought about, something he hadn't thought about, this might happen. Because maybe he did think, oh, I'll get hurt in this fight, but I'll come back. But I guarantee he thought, maybe I'll get hurt second round, maybe I'll get hurt in the fourth round. I don't think he thought, this guy's going to run all over me. I'm not going to know what to do. He's going to get on my back. He never thought that. And when this played out that way, slowly but surely, there was no recovering for him. And Pantoja... Won by the strategy of I'm going to come out quick. I'm going to start fast, and I want to see how he adjusts to that. And he never did. It could have backfired. Maybe Petroski comes out too quick, doesn't catch the submission, and burns out his legs in that on his back, or comes out just too hard and burns out his energy. That could have possibly happened. But that's not the way it played out. The strategy worked out perfectly, and he he catches on cold, comes in, and beautiful performance and you know, catches everybody's eye and takes advantage of the eyeballs that he got for this pay per view. It was I was really impressed. Really impressed and it just was a smart strategy on his part that really played uh, really played out well. Sometimes strategies work. You know what I mean? And sometimes you know, sometimes that strategy could have went either way. Like, you know, that could have been, people could have been critical of him, Like, why would you come out like that? You know, with no thought process and fill out the fight or anything like that. And what if he would have came in and got caught, you know, coming in like that? Or what if you like I said, would have burned out and then would have been tired of the rest and trying to um, get a second win throughout the rest of the fight. See, that could have backfired him. People would have been real neg- negative. It would have been hindsight 2020. I, I think a lot of times you got to acknowledge what could have happened and that could have happened to him. But what did happen? And that's how close it is sometimes with these strategies and these techniques and these chances you take. Is that close to being negative for you? In the opening bell, Ankylev versus Smith. And um, I told you that if Ankayev won, he could possibly be the number one title, number one contender for the title shot. Versus uh, Jerry, if Jerry doesn't fight Glover for the in a rematch, and. Fight played out exactly how I thought it would play out. I thought that Ankailev is just too good technically. He's good distance. He won't be rushing to a fight. Like, if a fight's going to be boring, the fight's going to be boring. He's okay with that. He doesn't need to do something to feel like the pressure of the crowd, but he's also can hit very hard. He's also very technical with his hands, uh technical kicks. He even took this fight to the ground and dominated. Smith has always never been able to compete at the highest level. And also, he's got some, you know, wear and tear on him. So, this was a fight that... Perfect spot for Unkai Lev. But I really think that this shoulder, he... he to me, I'm going to say this right now, he's the class of 205. Even though he's not champion, Jerry's champion. I understand. This man is the class of 205. And if he fights Jerry next, or whoever he fights, really above him, ranked above him, I'm picking Unkai Lev. He... His, tech, his patience, the distance... Everything he does, I, I really enjoy. I, I think he's a, a beautiful fighter, and I think he's going to be a problem. I'm not sure what guy two 205 is going to be able to keep up with him. This guy, um, he's just going to be a problem for everyone, and I think even if he gets Jerry next, I would pick him to win. I, I do want to break that, down, that fight down a little bit more, but I'm just right now I'm leaning heavy him. And I think that he had the performance that he needed. He looked dominant as he needed, and he's probably going to look that way for Honestly, the title shot might look that way if he fought Glover. It, it, there's not a guy right now that is at his level at 205. Thank you guys for listening. Please, you can, you can follow me on YouTube, Ezra Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Ezra Boxing. Follow me on Instagram, Ezra Boxing. Um, Spotify, Apple, all those things. Follow me, subscribe, review, leave five stars, leave a comment. All those good things. Get some interaction. I'll interact back. Uh, Just thanks for guys for listening. This has been the Ezra Podcast.